spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. So, you know, the thing about iced coffee, it's drastically different than hot, of course. Drastic. But the one that I'm working on right here in front of me is sweet. Mm. And I don't know, like, the thing about coffee, it's got to be the perfect amount of milk, perfect amount of ice, perfect amount of, you know, like one little small thing can throw off the whole cup. And I am and I don't want any of it. Right. Th- then I'm just, yeah, th- thank you. I just want to throw it away. Yeah. I have a question. Okay, my iced Starbucks latte tastes a little burnt. Is it possible to burn espresso? Oh, absolutely. Yeah? Yes. Dang. Yeah, we would call it burnt. Uh, barista <laughs> would call it over-extracting. Ah. Oh, gosh, stop it. I don't, <laughs> I don't enjoy any of these terms that you use, and now I feel like you've wasted my time. Okay, can I, I'll, I'll ask one more question. We have iced coffees in, in these plastic cups. Blue Bottle has it in iced coffee in a hot cup. I can't stand it. It's compostable. It's more eco-friendly. I mean, big word there, but yes, it is combustible. <laughs> but you're telling me you'd rather drink a iced coffee out of that. Yeah, a, a thousand percent. You know wow. why I care about the earth? Like you wouldn't even mm. believe. You can call me Al Gore. Wow. I mean, like yeah, I'm just hat. like yeah, I see that. I mean, I I got I'm like I'm Mister Recyclable. I'm a Great. I'm a footprint guy. Shout out to the Phoenix Suns. I'm just like <laughs> I'm in on this kind of stuff. Okay, enough with the coffee and the cups. Let's get to leadership. Lean in. Let's go. Okay, uh, welcome back to another episode. Episode, I think we're in the eighties, guys. I think. Whoa, this is eighty. I think this is number Mm eighty. We have um, put together the listens all together, and we are now we're in the millions. We're not in the ones. We're in the twos. We're 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 we're, we're climbing up there. Shout out to everybody that's listening, that's leaning. There's not a place that I go that I don't have somebody stop me. Like, hey, I am. A leaner. By the way, someone just told me we need to make some leadership leaning merch. Yes. Yes. You know, if, if we did, we gotta. It can't just say leadership leaning. Like we gotta have some phrases, some quotes. What would be our? What would? What would be on our hoodie or our coffee mug? Hmm. I heard John Maxwell say. Oh That's gosh. That's a good one. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna actually say that. <laughs> exactly. I exactly. You were gonna I heard John, yeah. Just with a dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I, uh, or or it could be um, lean with it, rock with it. Chad, yeah, those are terrible <laughs> lyrics. We can, can't put that on our... Iconic, though. Iconic. Yeah. Iconic. Shout out to everybody. We love you. Maybe we'll, we'll make some leadership lean and merch. But we are right now going to jump in. Today, we are talking about what does your leadership sound like? Mm. And I, I love, you know, every leader has their own kind of frequency, own voice, own, you know, I think we can call it the 5%. Everything that a leader does, 95% of your job, somebody could do. Mm-hmm. But there's that 5% that's you. That's like totally your imprint, totally what your preferences, your personality, your unique gift mix, your unique upbringing, your unique vantage. 
which I absolutely love because that's that special flair, that special touch that only you bring to the table. Yeah. But I always, I always love the idea of sound, that there's a sound that we... It also goes back to the story that you tell yourself. One of the things I'm really passionate about for any leader is never letting the narrative of your life get hijacked. Yeah. So what I mean by this is that a lot of times um, we can become a victim to our circumstance or a victim to a group or a person right. and that kind of hijacks the narrative. I, this is my whole thing about like to be a great leader. I think you can't let anyone break your stride. Yep. Like you're running your race. It's like when I ran that marathon back in March, you know, like I refuse, I would grab the cups of water or Gatorade when I was running and about a quarter of it made it actually into my mouth. <laughs> but the others like, it's like all over my yeah. shirt. And because it's like, I'm not breaking my stride. If I stop, yeah. I don't think I'm yep. going to get going again. Like, wow. So I just got to keep going. I think leadership's about that. Mm. Like you got to just keep on going. And I think there's a sound that you can hear. It's like, um, this is amazing. I went to my father-in-law's, uh, I can't call it a retirement service because he would probably wrestle me to the ground. He's not retiring. <laughs> I went yeah. to his uh, baton passing. He's passing the baton 25 years ago. He started a church, faithfully pastored it. Now he's entering a new era of, of ministry. And um, they played at his uh, his baton passing ceremony um a a clip from when he got prayed and sent out from his church mm. and it was from his pastor a guy named dick iverson and um when they played this clip i closed my eyes and i actually started to cry because wow. the sound of it mm. was so striking and the sound of it was so familiar to me and it was like oh there, that's a there's a sound that I, it resonates with me. That's right. right. That's beautiful. I always think, you know, it's like um, you can have the right words, but not have the right spirit. Yeah. So to me, it's rarely language. It's it's because I can you, you can manipulate and muster it up. It's like when you go somewhere and like there's a salesman. It's like they're saying all the right stuff, but you feel crunchy. Yeah. 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 You know, why? Why yeah. to use a, a, a parallel for a lot of people that are younger? Why do some DMs feel inappropriate when others feel like harmless? It's like it's like there's a, <laughs> totally there's a sense. There's a sound yeah. like and I think the sound of leader is so important to me. I think you should sound positive, mm -hmm. sound faith-filled, sound joyful. You should sound excited. Right. Absolutely. You know, I get I get fearful, per, if I can be honest, I, I, I get fearful when I sound tired. Mm. Mm. I know when my voice is sounding tired and it sounds weak even. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to ever want to sound like that. Yeah. I want to sound like I have strength. I want to sound like I'm prepared. I want to sound like I have something to say. I want to sound like I want to sound like I'm, I really believe what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, I think that's one of the greatest gifts you can give your, your audience as a leader or your team is that you actually believe what you're saying. Yes. Just that alone. Huge. Even even if it's not like the most decorated, eloquent speech, the fact that it's said with such conviction mm -hmm. and such, I'll say another way, weight behind your words, people are in. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't. I could disagree with you full, you know, wholeheartedly, but the fact that you say it with conviction, I can respect it even if I don't agree with it. That's exactly right. So I think the sound, I would I would focus on that. Every leader needs to create a sound of their culture, their language. You know, every tribe has a language. Last night, we had a whole bunch of people over at our house for our connect group. And by the way, none of them knew they were coming to a connect group. But anyways, <laughs> um, they're, all, they're all, they're all, they're all leaving. 
and um, we were making fun of one of the girls that came over. Um, I put her and Julia on a group text, and I, I didn't have this person's phone number, so I got the phone number, and then I put this girl, she's a single girl, so I put her on a text with me and Julia, and I said, hey, so-and-so, you know, tonight, 6.30, blah, 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 can, can you come? And she was shook. She's like, who is this? And she was like really suspect about it and blah, blah, blah. So we're all laughing and we're, we're, there's a group of, a group of people on my front door, like just dying over this text and this exchange. And I showed them the text and I was like, would you guys react to this text the way this girl did? Cause she was shook and taken back and like scared. Mm -hmm. And, and I was saying to these other normal humans, would you guys have been scared? So when I went to show them the text, one of the girls at the front door is new to LA and new to Zoe and was like, Oh my gosh, that's why Zoe people text like this. She's like, I've never seen people text like this, but all the Zoe people text just like you text. Yeah. So funny. And I was laughing. I was like, we, I don't even think about that, but there is a sound, there is a language, yeah. there is even a text, yep. uh, paragraphs versus <laughs> lines, you know, like there's just, <laughs> Every tribe has a language. I think you should sound so pleasant. Mm. It's like to me, when you hear music that's busy or or discombobulated and not on the same page, you don't know what's wrong always if you're not a musician, but you're like, it just didn't sound right. Yeah. But as opposed to when it's like, wow, the sound of that is so beautiful. It's so synchronized. It's so, you know, there's a, a, a syncopated beat to that. There's, it, I just love the idea of sound. So I want to talk about about that today in, in just a few thoughts of the, the the first one is that everything rises and falls on leadership. Yeah. And I believe in this. Everything rises. Like if you look at anything in your organization, anything that's doing good is because there's a human leading really good. Mm. And anything that's doing really bad is because there's a human that's not leading that good. Because everything rises and falls on leadership. And I and I take that as a privilege, as an opportunity. Not that I am the one that makes it all happen. But I do believe that there's something about like, okay, if I've got something big in my heart, that means I've got something good in my hand. Mm. And I've got Great. to use what's in my hand to fulfill what's in my heart. And how do I do that? I just keep working what's in my hand. Yep. And if I'm a good steward, if I'm you know, attentive and I've got good accountability and, I, and, I, and I've got the ability to, to think linear and dissect it and have a good critical eye for it and yet a positive spirit to rehabilitate and build it, then I can make something rise. And the law of opposite is at play here. If I neglect something, if I'm afraid of the, the real facts and the truth of where we're at, then things can fall. Mm. So you, a lot of times the sound that's coming out of our leadership has to do with work ethic, yes. has to do with details, yep. has to do with organizational leadership, has to do with org charts and structures and systems. And it's what James Clear says. We don't rise to the level, uh, level of uh, our goals. We fall to the level of our systems. Yeah. Yep. And I like this ability to go, I think that if I work, and that's not always about hard, if I work smart, mm -hmm. mm. I can have the ability to build a great season here and build a great run. Everything in leadership rise and fall. So guess what? Lead. Yeah. yeah. Lead. Have fun with it. Get, 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 believe that I am the problem and the solution. That's right. Yeah. Like I was joking around the other day. I'm doing all the press for worried about nothing. 
uh, worried about everything. And sorry, we're doing nothing, something else. But <laughs> we've used it all in we're, different we've, ways. We've used, yeah, we, we've, we've played on this thing a whole bunch of times. But um, I've got all my lines down and my answers down and my runs down for the press part of the book. Yeah. And I was laughing because I remembered the last book, Help I Work With People, doing all the press and the podcast and all that for that book. And one of the lines I kept using a lot was that I would so love to play the blame game. Mm. Like the blame game is so fun. <laughs> the only problem with playing the blame game mm -hmm. is that I am the common denominator in all of my problems. Right. And so guess what? <laughs> I'd love to blame April. That's right. I would love to blame the Womster. That's a fun game. I've blamed Nate for maybe a good 15 to 20 years. The only problem is that it doesn't get me anywhere. Right, yeah. right. I'm the common denominator. So a lot of times when it's doing good, it's because I'm doing good. It's very hard to separate your personal life from your organization. Mm. Yeah. yeah. They're totally. usually hand in hand, if I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. It's usually like when I'm doing really, really good, this thing is doing really, really good. When I can't focus and I'm not doing good and I'm tired and I'm burned out, this kind of gets stagnant. And st so I just love that idea that the sound of my leadership has to do with even the sound of my life. Yep. Totally. I think some of the things that you're saying, you know, you don't want to sound, you know, you want to make sure and protect yourself from sounding weak, but there is a difference between sounding weak and sounding transparent and vulnerable. Yeah. And everything that you're saying, I think is so good. How do you, how do we as a leader kind of go between those two paradigms? You know, I don't want to sound weak, but I want to make sure the team doesn't see that I'm just trying to put stuff on, you know? Well, I think that, you know, a lot of times I, I would replace the word weakness with meekness because mm. meekness is controlled strength. It's controlled power. So I can still be in control and admit that I'm using my power to, you know, it's the whole saying that um, people admire your strengths, but they relate with your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, so just take the super superhero cape off. There are no superheroes in leadership or life. So I would say allow people to relate with your weakness and, and still be vulnerable and still be transparent. I think there's, there's, there's always discretion and discernment within that. But I don't, I think that what happens for leaders is that we self project the pressure to be perfect. Mm, yeah, wow. absolutely. No one else is asking us to be perfect. <laughs> right. But we think we've got to maintain this level. And if I show weakness, then I'm seen as weak. I actually think if you show meekness, which is it can it's in the cousin it's in the camp of weakness. If you show meekness, which is controlled power, I think people relate to it, but they're drawn to it. I mean, if you just think about, let's use the word. If you don't, if you're not, if you're very put off by the word weakness, let's just use the word humility. Yeah, right. Humility draws God in first. Yeah, and then others. Yep. And so I think that we just got we have to be. If you're not crushing it strong. The sound is beautiful. The sound is positive. The sound, the sound of music, you know, like if you're not singing in the rain, you know, like that, that's okay. Yeah. You can be, you, you can use the ability to show, I think I want to use a lot of context here. I don't think, I don't like overshares mm. and I don't think it's appropriate to let people you know, it, it, too far in, I think that there's a, a, a high level of discernment that you need. But I do think that if you try and spin stuff all the time, people know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's I think that's the sound that if I if I 
hear you correctly, what you're saying is weakness. That's that's not the thing. Weakness, you can. That's humility. Yeah, it's when you try to. It's when you're weak, but you try to convince people that you're that strong. You're still strong, because right. that's just to me insecurity. Yeah, totally. that's yeah. That's masking stuff. That's image management. Yep. You know, and I think image management. You know, we live in this curated. Era. I mean, you guys run social accounts. You guys understand. <laughs> We spin stuff all day long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we curate stuff all day. We show people our best, of course. That's kind of the marketing business. Mm-hmm. But I think as far as relationships go and team dynamics. Yeah, leadership. Leadership. Yep. We're not talking about marketing now. We're talking about leadership. Yep. Um, people are drawn to humble leaders. It just brings people in. And I, 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 don't th- I don't think that you need to do this from the premise of trying to uh, garner compassion. I don't like leaders that are like trying to get sympathy and trying to get people to feel bad. I don't need anybody to feel bad for me, Mm -mm. to be honest. Like if you are very sympathetic for me, it wouldn't move the needle for me. (laughs) Like, thank you, but it doesn't fill my cup. Does that make sense? Yeah. I need you to also, I need, I think that we need to journey together. I think who you build your organization with, you should journey life with together. That, that, that goes without saying, but I do think that there's a tension here at play that we got to be careful to not let. I think there's just so often too many details given mm. and too much insight. And then yep. it's like it, it, people aren't um, respecting now. People are like scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the way. Right. Wait, well, hold on. What? Yeah. I could just think of times leaders I've worked with or for and the overshare just totally. Yep. This conversation just went on for two minutes too long. You could have left all that out and it would have been great. It would have been great. And I just don't know. I just don't need to know details. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I just love this idea. Everything rises and falls on leadership. The second thing I put down is fix the problem or fix the person. When you're, when you're really trying to build and trying to go and trying to get that sound healthy, if the sound, you know, okay, let's, so let's say the sound of the organization right now is dissatisfied, disgruntled, disenfranchised, discouraged. Okay, how do I get the morale high? How do I get the chemistry? Mm-hmm. How do I get the sound change? A lot of times, okay, we got to fix the problem. What is, but, but what is the problem? Is it a systems problem? Mm-hmm. It is, a, is it a spirit problem, which is attitude, or is it a people problem? Sometimes you got to go through and sift through and go like, okay, what are we really facing as an organization here? And how do we make sure that the sound is healthy? The sound is dynamic. The sound is unity. Mm. The sound is laughter. If the laugh is slow, I always go like, okay, something's in the air. Something's going on. Something's, something could be off. So I, I think that you got to look at is the, is the problem uh, leadership or is the problem maybe a person has run its course? Maybe a person uh, has, has a, a personal issue going on. Maybe the person is in a, a financial pressure. Financial pressure will make people go crazy. Yeah. You know, what, what? so just find out, I think... If everything rises and falls on leadership, I got to first look in the mirror. Can't play the blame game. I got to look at me. Mm-hmm. And I got to go, okay, what, what, what do we got to fix here? Then I go in the, in, into the organization. I go, okay, is the systems of communication, systems of deliverables, systems of, uh, of, of calendar, HR, whatever, fill in the blank for your organization. Or is it people? Mm-hmm. I think people are always changing. Right. And sometimes people change for the better and sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. So, it, people just change. Right. And so, you know, every season, every year you need to evaluate. Yeah. In order for this to rise, 
what's the what's the problem that we got to fix? I, 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 I don't want to convince people to be firefighters. Right. I refuse to live yeah. my life yeah. as, as a as a firefighter where I'm just going out putting out fires. I am I leadership is not about being reactive, it's about being proactive. But there is to a certain degree about leadership the, having the ability to go and react to problems that are happening. Mm-hmm. Of course. Problems are happening all the time everywhere. So you got to do the, your best, I think, to get in the weeds and find out, did we cause the problem? Yeah. Or did something you know, in a, a person's life or fill in the blank. Does that make right. sense? Yeah. yeah. It reminds me of a point that we've talked about in previous leadership, which is you take care of what's important now. You take care of the wins. That's it. You're looking for what's important. Sometimes that's what's going on with the team, what's going on with people. And sometimes it's what's broken in our systems. Yeah. And that's something I've seen, like at least leading a team here at Zoe is some, when the team is strong, you focus on systems, you put in the work to make that better. And then when the systems are strong, you're like, okay, how's the team doing? How, how can we build this up? And it's so true. And I love that we focus so much on relationship and people management here at Zoe is that because that's important. And I think that that gets left behind in so many atmospheres. And I think in the leadership world that people focus more on systems than they do on people. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I think listen, I mean I mean what what is leadership? Leadership to me is putting others in front of yourself even. So it's the people first mantra. It's people first. Yep. Okay, so if you put people first, we got to look at their health, we got to look at their their sound. What does that leader sound like right now? Mm. Do they sound hurt? Do they sound frustrated? Do they sound overwhelmed? Let's look at the C's of a leader. You have um character, capacity, competence chemistry okay so if how is their how is their character yep do they have good character right now because sometimes people can go in and out of really healthy good character what about capacity how much can they handle on their plate mm-hmm. sometimes when financial pressure or things go on in somebody's life their their capacity for care concern planning organization just goes out the window mm. okay what about competence are they doing a job, a role that they are fit to do? Right. And then I think the chemistry, how are they affecting others? Mm-hmm. The, you know, chemistry is such a big deal because it's, it, when, the, when the oil's there and it's rolling, it's rocking, and we're all going to, I mean, chemistry when it's hot, it's like, boom, let's go. We're rocking. Yeah. When the chemistry goes bad, it's like something happened here. What's going on? Yep. How do we fix? So is the problem a system or is the problem, you know, in this case with chemistry, people. And we're in the people business. It's a daunting thing. Again, help I work with people is a daunting book for me. It stares me in the face mm. because it is is it is never about others. It is first about me. Yeah, that's right. It's never about going like they're the problem. Again, I yep. can't play the blame game. I'm in I'm in the common denominator in all my problems. Right. And so I gotta fix, okay, if this is gonna sound good, this is gonna rise. What part do I have to play? What conversations need to be had? What changes? That's the harder part. What changes need to be made? Yep. And it's the whole thing. What got you here is not going to get you there. Uh, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. We, if you keep doing the same thing, you keep getting the same results. Right. So I think you got to make changes. The next one. Um, you know, I think that for the sound to be good, Shout out to Brad Lomanick. I, I, he's got a book called, I think it's Humble, Hungry, and uh, Honest or something. It's three H's. Honoring. Honoring. I think that's, yeah. 
can can you Google that the Wanster? Look up Brad Lomanick's book. It's uh, shout out to Brad. I love you, Brad. Uh, please do not be mad that I don't know the the third H. I know it's humble and hungry's in there, but there is a third H. And um, I think you gotta work with people. What is it? Hustle. Hustle. Work ethic. Okay. Grind. There it is. There it Love is. It. This guy was thinking honor. My God. <laughs> Take away his mic. <laughs> but I think that you got to work with people that are humble, hungry, and want to hustle. Yeah. The people that want to be there. Mm-hmm. Anytime you get people in the organization or on your team, whatever field of industry you work in, that are like, ugh. As soon as that happens, it's yep. tough to work with. Yep. Because that is a, I don't want, now let me just say, we all got things we don't want to do. Get out of here. And if you expect to be a leader, it's like, I just want to do stuff I want to do. That life, you can choose that life. The The repercussions of that are so insane. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm thinking of multiple examples of people that are just like, I only want to do what I want to do. And I'm willing to sacrifice anything just to live a life for me to be able to do whatever I want to do, whenever I want to do, however I want to do it. You can do that. That's fine. But the repercussions of that are wild. Yeah. yeah. You'll only be able to do that for a very short amount of time before it catches up to you. Now you can't do anything you want. Or, or, or if I'm thinking of other examples, if you have the means and the resources to choose that life, that's fine. Yeah. 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 If you got the resources to do it, ball out. Yeah. There's still, there's still wild percussions to that. I, Mm -hmm. what I'm saying is, you you know, for it to sound good and for it to rise, I got to work with the ones that want to be here. Yep. Everything. Listen, none of it is about doing minimums or what is required or expected. Anything that's great goes the extra mile. Yep. I don't care what field you're in. You coach a basketball team, you're going to put the the school's like, I'm going to give you this much money. You're going to work like you got paid 70 (laughs) times that amount of money. I don't care what industry. Make a movie, make a TV show, make a whatever. It's never about dollars and cents. Right. It's always about do I take pride and joy in what I do? Mm. It's, I'm going to quote John Maxwell. Gosh, dang it. Let's do it. Here we go. And this episode's John Maxwell quote. <laughs> never work a day in your life. That's right. Never. I have never. I've been doing this two decades plus. I've never gone to work. I've never once. Love that. Thought about hours one time. Right. You don't, you don't clock in? I've never, I mean, come on, think about it. You got, and, and, and you know, you're working with the right people that have that attitude, yeah. that approach. It's yeah. like, it's not about hours, dollars. So what, what are you talking about? It's just like, I love right. what I do. Yeah. Yep. I, it, if you're working with people that have to be here, that have to be here, spirit is going to slow down your organization. It's, uh, I want to, right. I, I'm glad to. Yeah. And I always think that you, when you have that, you've got blinders for nothing else. Mm. We, we were talking about this in a, in a, in a series a while ago, arrested. Yeah. You're arrested almost to do nothing else. Yep. Right. And there's a grace for that. Yeah. And that doesn't always last forever, mm-hmm. but for that run, run yep. with that. Yeah. I just love that. I've, I think you talked about this. Maybe it was the last one, but the goal is not balance. It's health. Yeah. yeah. And it's like the, the greatest people, they're, they're not looking at hours, not looking to clock in. They're looking at how hard can I go and still be healthy? That's it. And, you know, that's what we're talking about. We're not saying hustle so you kill yourself. No. But go as hard as you can yep. for as long as you can while you can still be healthy and then maintain that. Yeah. I, I always think when I get around, like, great leaders, I am 
awe-inspired at work ethic. It -hmm. just never ceases to amaze me. You know, um, I'm going to name drop. Please pick up the name after I drop it. I'm going to drop it like it's hot. I'm going to drop a name right now. Should we guess who it is? (laughs) Mm. Just get ready. But please pick up the name after I drop it. Okay. You know, my good friend, Dr. Henry Cloud. (laughs) A good name right there. (laughs) Yeah, he's my buddy. Dr. Henry Cloud, who has sold 38 million books. Jeez. Who told me about, you know, boundaries still sell. He still sells 60,000 books a month. (laughs) He told me his book that came out before boundaries, which is called Changes That Heal. Mm -hmm. I go, Changes That Heal. I go, how did that book do? Because boundaries, we know. Did... Yeah. I go, how did uh, changes that he'll go? He goes, ah, it started off slow. Okay. Um, Dr. Cloud, let's bring What's context here. You? What's slow? <laughs> right. He go, Oh, he goes, first year it only sold 70,000. I laid hands on myself. <laughs> and I said, God, I declare a slow year <laughs> over my life. Give me, God, this worried about everything a slow year. <laughs> Help me, God. So, you know, Dr. Cloud, I, uh, we've just become close. He's a, he's a, he's a good friend. I texted him a couple of days ago. How you doing? Slammed. <laughs> Four or five days ago. Where are you at? This city. Where are you going next? That city. What do you got coming up? This guy does not stop working. Wow. You would think he's like, dude, I'm on the golf course. Right. I like drinking pina pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. What are we talking about? (laughs) This guy, this guy (laughs) does not stop working. He just keeps, and I always think it's never about dollars. Mm -hmm. No. It's never about money. Right. It's about in loving what you do. Yeah. Right. And enjoying the process. And I do think that there's something about that hustle and that work ethic. But do it in a sense where it's like, I love what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy this. Yeah. Is that the key to not getting burnt out? Because, you know, I, I see people throwing around this word constantly. I'm burnt out. I'm burnt out. I'm burnt out. Yeah. And I'm like, to be honest, like you're a barista and you're burnt out. Yeah. You know, working 20 hours a week. I'm not taking anything away from that. But I'm, yeah. we're talking about someone like Dr. Henry Cloud, who's like yeah. 20 hours a day and he's not burnt out. Like what? You know, how does someone arrive to that place? It's not a work, a, a, an amount of work it's issue. It's not. I think it's such a mental attitude. It's a mental fortitude. That's why I love David Goggins. Yeah. David Goggins running down the street with his shirt off telling me what a wussy I am. <laughs> Thinking that when I'm I'm done, there's still 60, 60% more in me. Is that what it says? 60, yeah, yeah, yeah. You still got 60% more. I just like, it's Mamba mentality. That's right. It's mm-hmm. such a mentality. And if you play, you roll into that new life victim mentality i'm burnt out fine you you listen if you make that bed you're gonna have to lie in it Mm -hmm. and i just i would choose to believe that i was gifted and wired by god for work work is a gift yep and we're and i'm wired to produce so good god called me to create he did not call me to consume he called me to create and so I just love that idea. You find people that you that want to be there. Next one, you got to forgive and forget. You got to move on. Okay, so let's say it went down. Let's say it went bad. Let's say it 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 it, it didn't sound like the sound <laughs> right. you wanted to sound. Let's say there's people that didn't want to be here. Okay, that's fine. But you got to, I call it spiritual amnesia, mm. 
where, you know, there's a reference, a great Bible reference. If you're not a believer, this is a great verse, I think. This guy, Paul, he says, forgetting what is behind a press towards what's ahead. It's not that he cannot remember. He chooses not to remember. Yeah. He's saying, I could recall and recount and think about and, you know, keep rehearsing and keep going through. But, like, I'm just, I'm moving on. Right. Again, don't break your stride. Yep. Just keep going. For, and you got to forget. I don't know an effective leader that is also bitter. Mm. If totally. you if you struggle with bitterness and unforgiveness, that contamination of soul affects every area of your life. Right. Whether you like it or not, that's going to seep into every relationship and every thinking, every decision that you got. So because I know the power of bitterness and the power of unforgiveness, I will not let it reside in my life. Great. Yeah. If I let it reside in my life, that there goes my kids, there goes my spouse, there goes my friendships, there goes my to everything. And I just refuse to give people control over the narrative mm. of my life. I got to forgive and forget. I forget about it. It's just like, let's move on. What's ahead? What's in the future? And by the way, there is a difference between moving on and stepping in. Hello. Keep going. Moving on is like, I'm moving on. Okay. What are you stepping into? That is, to me, the power of great leadership. Are you more obsessed about the pain of the past or the faith of the future? Mm -hmm. Moving on is still giving control over to the past. Stepping in is excitement, yeah. mm. vision, hope, calling, right. dream. Yep. <laughs> I'd rather step into stuff. Then move on from stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I think, again, what do you sound like? Yep. It's like, again, I'm, I'm listening to my father-in-law's prayer in 1993 from a guy that I've met one time. And I'm like, ooh, the sound of that. <laughs> yeah. I know that sound. That sounds like, and it's all good. Mm -hmm. And I know the sound of grumbling and complaining and passive aggressive and sideways and criticism and comments and to be a great leader you cannot have that in your language mm. right yeah i think especially with today's cancel culture bitterness is almost seen as like a positive thing it's a weapon yeah and you're justified right well it's like when we talk about this you can either create content or you can do shame content yeah. right. shame wow. content because of trauma wow. shame content resonates even more i think yeah yeah that's, it's why, to me, I believe negativity is more powerful than positivity. Mm -hmm. Wow. It didn't say one good apple will heal the whole bunch. It said one <laughs> bad apple will spoil the whole bunch. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. I think hatred is stronger than love. Jeez. You think we'll get more views if we start doing uh, Clipper reaction videos? Oh, dude. <laughs> if, I, if I started just to call out people <laughs> and share my so opinion good. about people. Oh, this thing would go. If I just, Let's you know, it. like we just sat here and we just like, yeah. And they never did this and look at what they and they're dumb and or just <laughs> ma or how about do you know what I think is so fascinating right now is um mocking. Yeah. Mm. Yep. The mocking culture. And we there's just this it's all by the way, if you wanna know if you ever wanna know what's in someone's heart, watch what they laugh at. Mm. Watch what they think is funny. Yikes. Because stuff that they shouldn't think is funny 
if your heart's sideways, you go, that's funny. I watch some stuff and I'm like, I tell Julia, I I feel very sad for that person. Yeah. I know other people are laughing. I'm, that's not good. Right. That is not right. Yeah. That is not okay. That that you just someone's just trying to cry for help. Mm. So you got to be careful because negativity is stronger than positivity. Jesus, scary thought. Right. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna we'll just a couple more. Okay. Um, I think that you need to process before you project. So to to get the sound right in 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 into the place that you want it or you feel like it should be. We need to process if everything rises and falls on leadership. Well, well, how do we how do we get to the place where it's like, um, I want to project and forecast and have excitement and future and we're gonna build and we're gonna go and that that's awesome. But I think also I think you, you need the ability to really have moments of reflection. Yeah. If if we don't, what I have found in my own failure, just speaking out of failure, is that we can go around around the mountain just time and time again mm. and keep keep repeating the same mistakes but in order for there to be change i gotta really reflect honestly and go okay let me process yep how do we get here what just happened why did it happen what changes need to make what do i need to do different what does the team need to hear process before you project yeah i think it's very ignorant to just go let's project right i think it's very responsible to process I was talking to somebody recently and they were like, Hey, I don't know if you knew this about me, but you know, I journal almost every night. And I was like, oh, I, I never knew this about one of my friends. Like, yeah, I try and journal every night and just really reflect what were highs of the days, what were lows of the days, what mm. did I feel, what's some to-do list I need to do tomorrow. And I was just thinking, I wonder how much wisdom this person has garnished out of wow. times of reflection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That we, how many times do we go through an amazing day or a bad day and we don't just pencil down, this is what that made me feel like, this is what I learned from this, this is where I'm at mm. today. And to go back through those notes six months later and go like, oh, that's right. That's what I do love about the iPhone. Right, those memories. The, those memories and I can press play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, it takes me back. Yep. And I think that, you know, like in, there is in hindsight, 2020 vision. Yeah. yeah. And I can see, it, listen, I might not understand everything in real time. But six months later, I can look and go, ah, that's what that was. Ah, that's what was happening. That's what needed to change. That's what was going on. And I think before you project, that's amazing. You you got forecasting. You got, you know, things in your heart. Go for it. But let's process. So we don't get six months, nine months down the road. It's like, man, we're here again. Right. Yeah. That's what I think. You lose credibility with those that are around you. But you start losing credibility with yourself. Wow. You stop oh. trusting yourself. That's when I think shame and, and the weight of poor decision making. Like, I think that all of us should be very concerned about our own personal decision making skills. Yes. Do you have decision making skills? This Guys, wouldn't it be awesome if we could go through a day where we didn't have to make a decision? Mm. <laughs> the reality is that every day I do the same thing. I do it the night before and the day of where I go through a text with Julia and Doe, who is our assistant, and I try and plan out every minute of my day. Do you know how many edits I do of that draft? Right. Over and over. No, no, move that. Let's go. That can go the next day. I actually need to meet this person. Blah, blah, Because it's like I'm making decisions and I every day have to make valuable decisions with my time is money. Right. Where am I going to put my time? I think that you should be so good and so careful at decision making. So before you project, 
process so you don't repeat the same mistakes. And the last one, uh, this is just, to me, the make or break of all of this is accountability breeds possibility. Amazing. Accountability. And I love, in context, healthy accountability. Healthy accountability to me is not me having to police you, April, or police you, Nate. That's not accountability. Accountability is reporting. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's right. This is how I'm doing. This is what happened. Good or bad. This and and the accountability of numbers, reports, um, uh, percentages. That the, the, the listen, numbers don't lie. Mm -mm. They don't tell the full story, but they do tell a story. Yeah. Right. Right. Definitely. Absolutely. So I think just looking at reports, looking at what's going on accountability breeds possibility so i think that with reporting and then i think that with soul care mm. accountability hey i'm frustrated hey i'm overwhelmed hey i'm not getting along with this person hey this is what's going on hey accountability breeds possibility everything that's in the dark is where it all goes bad mm. yeah yeah yep. festers gets sideways gets mm -hmm. or, or the team goes low 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 accountability keeps things in the light right and there is this is cliche but there is life in the light mm -hmm. there's death and darkness and there's life and light yep so accountability breeds possibility the possibilities of what this could sound like and where it could go and what we could do is is unbelievable when there's great accountability and i think there's no there's rare rarely do you find people are like you know what i just love <laughs> right i personally love being held accountable Right. Everybody's like, I don't want anybody to know where I'm at. I don't yep. want anybody to see it. I don't, I, the, the numbers aren't where I want them to be. There's not, the team is, you know, and we kind of duck it. Mm -hmm. And okay, that's fine. You duck that, but okay, fast forward the tape. Four, six months from now, where are you going to be? Same spot. Yep. Even or, or actually worse. worse. Or worse. Keep it in the light. Mm -hmm. I think accountability, it only feels hurtful or shameful or difficult especially in the beginning when you're not used to doing something or being held accountable. Right. But there's a reason why people celebrate getting a coin in a year, seven years, That's it. 10 years. There's a reason why this is James clear message out of atomic habits. You habit track. So you hold yourself accountable. You write a contract with yourself Ooh. after the first week when you've missed a couple, you're like, uh, I don't like being held accountable, but a year when you have 340 out of 365 days down, you go like, I love accountability. I love yeah. it. This is amazing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I think that you got to start to, it, 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 to me, accountability speaks to security of soul. Mm. I'm secure enough to handle accountability. Yeah. Right. Insecurity runs from it. And, and by the way, so does re, re, a rebellious spirit. Mm rebellion does not want to be held accountable for anything. No. We don't want to curfew. We don't want to be told what to do with our money. That's just that I can't come under. Yep. That I cannot subject myself to anyone else other than me, which is a, which is a pride issue. And we know that before destruction comes, there's always pride. Mm -hmm. So pride just leads that spirit leads to absolute failure. And that will, it will permeate in every area of your life, finances, yes. spiritual, emotional, relational, every area. So I got to be accountable because, and, and to me, that just, it just, it, there's such safety in going like, Hey, I don't have the answers. I know I'm at fault. I know there's things I'm not doing right. I know I'm not the smartest tool in the shed. I know I'm not the brightest. Okay. I need help. Yeah. And to live your life that way, I think is great safety. Totally. Great comfort. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. The uh, opposite way would scare the heck out of me. It, it's like you want to protect the investment. Yeah. You can't protect the investment of your future or the vision that's on your life. You're calling if you don't, if you know, accountability is protecting. Yeah. All of that stuff. If you get rid of that, it's like, I, I don't want insurance in my life. I don't want to, yeah. you know, I don't want to, I want to drive without a seatbelt. It's like all of this accountability yeah. is yeah. just the protection of right. yeah. leadership on your life. I remember a couple of years ago, we were at one of our board meetings and, you know, to our board, we report all of our numbers, of course, you know, so, a, 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 every number you could ever yeah. imagine. Right. Mm -hmm. And so they're going through it. And, and I remember one year uh, reporting a very low baptism number and I was embarrassed. And so one of the board members asked us about this comparative baptisms from year to year. Mm. We were down like an insane percent. And I remember kind of almost feeling like red in the face, like embarrassed. Like, why do we have such low baptisms? That's embarrassing. And it was because of a system problem. Yeah. We only had done it infrequently, like maybe two Once or a quarter. Yeah, well, two <laughs> or three right, times right, that year. Right. And that garnished a really low number. But I love the accountability of this board member going, that, that play does not work. Yeah. That is not wise. Let's make the change. Mm -hmm. And just having the ability for somebody who's wiser and older than me to look. Now, I'm using baptism number as just an example of like, we need people to look at our, our life. Yeah. To go like, I see there's something that's off here. Mm -hmm. And we it's not police, anger, condemnation, guilt, shame. That's going like, hey, how can we help? Yeah. Yep. How can we get better? Yep. And I just think that, man, every way of a man is right in his own eyes. Mm -hmm. So in my own eyes, I'm killing <laughs> it. But I'm killing it until I start talking to Julia. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So great. Yes. I love it. Julia's like, oh, you bro, sit down. <laughs> Be humble. You are not killing it. Take out the trash. You, I had to pick up your stuff in the in the in the um bathroom this morning, you know, blah blah blah. Well, you need accountability. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And I think it's good. So we love you. The sound. I I'm just hope. I'm so hopeful today. Every leader, the sound of your leadership is positive, excited, just pumped about the future interrogating reality, understanding what's going on and making the changes that are needing to be made. That's right. We're just going to be over here sipping our plastic combustible cups. Five shots days. of espresso. What did you say it was? It was over... Uh... Over extract. Yeah, I hated that part. <laughs> we love you, leaders. We'll see you soon. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit